there, friend. You're listening to the Sparrow Parents Podcast, where parents can be resourced and supported for ministry in their homes. I'm your host, Pastor Beth Goodberry, and I am so excited that you're here with me today. Stay tuned. Well, it has been a really long time since I have posted a podcast, and you know, there's really no excuse for that. I just haven't done it. I'm out of the routine, and I think that a lot of us are out of routine right now, and um, some people, um, at least here in Indiana, are starting to get back into our routines, um, and others are still in quarantine, still um, following stay-at-home orders, and um, so we're just, we're kind of in a weird season right now, I want to talk today about the magic of marbles. Um, I, this is this is going to be a podcast all about the marble jar method that I use in our home to keep the peace. Now, I'm sure that lots of people have used marbles in different ways. This is not something that I looked up and, and can tell you, oh, this is this person's method. Uh, this is just kind of something that I started doing. Um, so someone else may have published (laughs) this method, um, but I'm not aware of it. So uh, this is just what I do in my house with my three boys to help them understand the importance of obedience, actually, um, is specifically what it is. So um, hunker down, guys, and and we're going to get started. I'm just going to kind of walk you through what the marble jar method looks like, and then, um, you know, some benefits of it and, and, and how I use it on a day-to-day basis. Now, just like anything else, I'm not perfect at this. Um, this method, I really do believe in it. I think that it works great, um, but it does require parents, it, it does, and I'll talk about myself, you know, it does require me to be really aware and and on it. <laughs> and of course, as parents, we just, we can't do that all the time, 24-7. Um, that's, that's just not how we were created. We need, we need rest. We need time away from our kids. We need uh, moments where we're just playing and we're not thinking about discipline or, or obedience or whatever um, all the time. Uh, so for this method, to work, your kids have to really be on board and kind of almost hold you accountable to it. And so um, when we first introduced the marble method in our home, we actually talked about it at family meeting. Uh, Now, if you want to know more about family meeting, I did a whole series on that uh, back in September, I believe it was September of 2019. Um, And you can go back and look in or just search family meeting and it will pop up. And um, I uh, I really believe in the importance of bringing your kids in to the discussion early on um, so that they can almost like so that they can buy in to it. Um, so if you're starting something new with your kids, I really strongly encourage you to think about how you can bring them into the discussion and, and say, hey, what do you think about doing this? And Or sometimes it's, listen, dad and I were talking 
talking or or I I was talking to somebody at church or whatever it is and and this is what we're going to do. And give them a heads up even if you're not bringing in, them into the decision making of of something new. Um, they need to be aware of it. They need to have a heads up just like we do in everyday life. You know, when, when something all of a sudden changes at work, that can be really hard for us even as adults. And imagine how kids feel when things just change. Their world gets flipped upside down all of a sudden. Um, and so I really, really encourage you to bring them in to the discussion Early on, uh, let them know ahead of time if you're just going to go for it and do this and you don't want them to have a say in whether or not you do this, um, then then bring them into that discussion and just let them know, um, hey, this is starting tomorrow. Um, and that gives them kind of a heads up of, of what they can expect. So the first thing I want to talk about is how to start the marble jar method. Uh, so first of all, what do you need to start? Uh, that is the most practical first question that you are probably asking. Well, what do I need? Do I need to go to the store? Um, my answer is no. You do not need to go to the store just to start this method. You can start it today, right now, uh, with what you have in your house. So um, the way that I do the marble jar method is I use marbles that we have and I use mason jars that we have. Um, but you do not need to use jars. Um, you can use cups. Um, you can use boxes. <laughs> use whatever you have in your house when you're just starting this out. You want to make sure that this method is going to work before you invest even the smallest amount of money in it. You don't want to go buy things that you're not going to keep up with or um, that you're just not going to use because it's not working for whatever reason. So uh, just grab a cup. It's really nice to have a clear glass jar or cup um, because then the kids can see their marbles building up inside it. And then there's the marbles, um, just like the physical things that you need, you know, that something to put in the cup or jar. So if you do not have marbles at home, um, you could use beads, you could use coins, you could use clothespins, really anything that you have a lot of um, that are not a choking hazard for your own children um, and that, you know, that you can hand out that they don't already have access to to be able to add to their jars on their own. So um, beads are a great choice for older kids as long as you don't have little ones that could choke on them. Um, marbles, of course, if you have them are great because kids don't get to play with marbles very often. It's kind of nice to give them something that they don't have in their bedroom or playroom already to be able to play with. So it's kind of um, extra clothespins. Most kids don't play with clothespins anyways, so that would be a really good um, option as well. The other thing you could do if you wanted to is you could make it like a sticker chart. Um, you could uh, put up a piece of paper and have them add post-it notes to it. Uh, the thing about the marble jar, though, is that it's like it's heavy. Um, they can they can grab it, dump it out, count their marbles, and then put them back in. Um, that's a uh, that's first of all like that's math <laughs> too, which is kind of nice. You know, my three year old is counting to thirty 
all the time because we go up to 30 marbles at this point and so he's constantly counting his marbles and counting up to 30. Um, not always perfectly, but still he's practicing it, which is kind of cool. But also just that, that physical act of like dumping it out, counting it, putting him back in, hearing that little chink when it hits the glass, that's good for our kids. Um, just like it would be good for you, you know, to hold something heavy, to, to manipulate those things. That is the kind of thing that a sticker chart does not do. Now I'm all for sticker charts. You know, I've used sticker charts in the past with great success with my kids. Uh, but the magic of the marble jar method, part of that is the, is the weight of it, the physical weight of them picking it up, the ability that, that they have to just dump them out. You know, kids love to dump things. This is something that they're allowed to dump out and then they, and they don't want to lose the marbles. So you don't even have to worry about telling them, oh, don't get them under the couch. You know, they, they don't want to lose their marbles. <laughs> they want to keep every single one or their pennies or their beads or whatever it may be. Um, so that's just a, a really magical thing for them. The other thing that you need, as we're talking about what you need, um, is some sort of incentive. What are your kids working toward? What are they going to earn when they fill their marble jar, when they get up to the certain number that they're trying to get up to? Now, with incentives, you want to keep it simple. You don't want to promise your kids that every time they fill their marble jar, you're going to, you know, spend a hundred bucks on a, on an outing to uh, an amusement park or, you know, anything like that. Uh, so, so keep it cheap, actually, maybe is the first point that I want to make about that. You don't want this to cost you a lot of money because they could earn their marbles at any time in the month, which means at any time, uh, whether you just got paid or you didn't. Um, they could earn their marbles. And so make sure that it's something that, that you can follow through with whenever during the month. But I'd also say whenever during the day. Um, so if you do not want your kids to have popsicles in the morning, <laughs> even if they earn a popsicle, then uh, you better not put popsicles as your incentive because they could earn their all of their marbles in the morning. You know, if they go to bed, if you're working toward 10 marbles and they go to bed with nine in the morning, they're likely to earn one more and then they get a popsicle and they should be able to earn it whenever they earn it, whenever they fill their marble jar. And I'm just going to keep saying marble jar, but you know that it's it could be a cup of pennies. It could be whatever. Um... Whenever they earn what it, whatever their incentive is, is when they should get it, okay? Whenever they fill their marble jar, they should be able to get their incentive. So you can keep it simple by only offering one incentive, um, like a popsicle, you know, so, or something that you will all almost always have on hand. You know, one of the incentives in our house, now I'll, I'll talk about what we do because our kids get to choose, and I'll talk about how we do that in a minute, but um, one of the incentives in our house is we call it magic milk, and it's actually a drink at, at a coffee shop called Bigby. <laughs> they have a kid's menu there and they make magic milk. And it's really special because it's chocolate milk with ice cubes, whipped cream, and sprinkles and a straw. And so we tell the kids we, that you could earn a homemade magic milk. Well, we always have chocolate syrup. We always have ice cubes. We always have milk. 
Um, and now, because of this incentive, we always have whipped cream and sprinkles on hand as well. Um, so if you are willing to keep it on hand, then you can make it an incentive. Um, so, And that's a really special thing for our kids. And because it's an incentive for them, we don't often let them drink chocolate milk anymore. Now, before this, yeah, maybe we would. If they asked for chocolate milk with their dinner um, and they haven't had a lot of sweets or whatever, then we may have given them chocolate milk at dinner time. But because now it's an incentive to fill their marbles, then they get magic milk. And of course, magic milk is more special than chocolate milk. But um, we, we don't really offer chocolate milk very much anymore because it's an incentive for filling their marble jar. So you want to keep your incentives cheap, um, easily accessible, um, simple, and you want to make sure that you're okay with them having it at any time in the month, at any time in the day. So we've talked about what you need to start out, and I'm going to come back to the incentives and give you some ideas for those um, in a couple of minutes. But, but but I want to keep talking about how we start out. Um, so we've talked about what you need to start, and now I want to talk about um, starting small. You want to make sure that your kids, especially your little kids, can earn their incentive within one or two days when you first start out. So be prepared to be handing out what, whatever it is, whatever your incentive is, um, like three times in the first week because you want them to succeed at this. You want the first week of this to go really, really well. You want them to gain momentum. If you um, have ever heard Dave Ramsey talk about finances, he talks about the debt snowball and, and how much how momentum makes such a difference as you're working toward a goal. Well, that's the same with kids. You want them to feel successful in this so that they will continue to want to earn their marbles. Um, so you want them to get their incentive really, really soon, right out of the gate. So I would say two days maximum. So however many marbles or whatever it is that you're using, um, you choose, make it a small number. I would recommend, depending on your child's age, that they are working toward 10 to 15 marbles for the first week. Now this number is going to increase. I'm just talking about the first week right now. You want them to earn their incentive quickly, within two days maximum. So start small. Now you do not have to have a cup or a jar that fits exactly 10 to 15 marbles. You just tell them how many marbles they need to earn and then they can count them. Um, and if you have a really little one, well, you're probably not using this method. You might want to use a sticker chart instead because of the choking hazard of the marbles. But if you have a really little one that has bigger siblings that are using this method, maybe you are using the marble method with your little, um, and then the older siblings can help them to count their marbles. Um, so you want them, you want them to be counting their own marbles. You want them to uh, be be on it and to be able to earn it within two days maximum. And then I'd say when you're starting out, make sure you really stay on it. Like I said, you want to make sure that they succeed. And so every single time they um, they obey the first time, give them a marble every single time. Um, and then I will say keep it simple in terms of what they are earning marbles for. I haven't really talked about this yet. So 
when I first started the marble method, we were really working on obedience with our kids. And so we told our kids, starting tomorrow, every time you obey the first time you're asked, you're going to get a marble. Um, and that is it. We did not we did not say that they would get a marble for doing their chores. We didn't say they'd get a marble for going to bed on time. Anything else, only obedience, because we were keeping it simple when we started out. Now, since we've been doing the marble jar method for a long time, there are other ways for them to earn marbles. But uh, when we first began in that first week, there was it was only for obedience. If they obeyed the first time, they would get a marble. Um, and then another way to keep it simple is to make sure that they can only earn marbles. In other words, they don't, in the first week, they are not going to lose marbles for disobedience or whatever it is that you're working on. Um, you will only give them marbles. Now, that is going to change. Just like a lot of this, that is going to change after the first week. But when you're just starting out, remember, you want to make sure that they succeed. So you're only they are only earning marbles for obedience or for whatever it is. Um, now, when you're deciding what it is that they're earning marbles for, you probably already have something in mind. Um, it's whatever you are feeling like you really need to work on as a family. Maybe it's respect. Maybe it's playing nicely with with their siblings. Um, it, whatever it is, uh, make it very clear to them how they can earn marbles. Obedience is a really easy one because there's a command and then there's the consequence that they obey. Um, so so that's a very very concrete way for them to earn a marble. Now. Respect is a little less concrete, right? Um, showing showing respect could look different um, in different scenarios. And so you're going to have to, if, if that's what you're going for, or if you're going for something else that maybe is, is a little less concrete for your kids and even for you, then you need to make it very clear for them what they need to do to earn their marbles. All right, let's talk about week two. Uh, once you have gotten through the first week, they've earned several different incentives or several incentives several times uh, throughout the first week. They're they're in it. It's working. Um, if it continue, if it is working, then you're going to want to move on to uh, some differences in the second week. So sitting down at family meeting, this is how I do it anyways, okay. sitting down at family meeting, um, we're going to talk to the kids about how proud we are of how many marbles they earned this week. It's so awesome that they've been um, so obedient. In, in my case, that's what we were working on. Um, and now, because you did such a good job, we're going to now work for 15 marbles, or we're now going to work for 20 marbles. We're going to increase the number of marbles in week two. Um, and this is 
almost like, like when you explain this to the kids, make sure that it's like, a reward almost like, wow, you're so good at this. I wonder if you could get 20 marbles in your jar, you know? Um, And then I would also say in week two, there's potential for you to be able to add in losing marbles for disobedience. So as we talk to our kids about, about how great they've done Um, in the first week, we say, I'm just so proud. You guys have obeyed so many times. Look at all the marbles you've earned. And now, listen, you've gotten really good at obeying the first time. But if you disobey, if you do not obey the first time, or if we have to tell you more than one time to do something, whatever whatever it's going to be, then you're going to lose a marble now. Now, this might be something that you want to wait until week three to do, depending on how week one went. But now let me talk about week three. So once they have um, experienced in the increase in marbles, they're, they're succeeding with gaining, with, with earning 20 marbles in order to earn their incentive. Um, they're, they're, you've added in losing marbles for disobedience or for, for doing the opposite of whatever it is that you're working on. Um, the next step, uh, you might increase the marbles again. Um, in our house, we've decided to cap it at 30 marbles. Our kids earn our kids have to get up to 30 marbles and we have not increased since then. 30 seems to be a good number for us. Now our oldest is eight and a half and our youngest is three and a half. And so your number might be different based on the ages. Your number might be different based on personalities. That's okay. You might decide to increase the reward. Um, So like you, you might decide that there are more incentives or um, different incentives that now they're, you know, since they're earning more marbles, they get a bigger, I, I don't like to ca- call it a prize because they're earning it, but, but a bigger prize. Um, you also might want to add in different ways that they could earn marbles. So at this point now, we're used to the system. We're, we're still earning our incentive. Um, not easily. We have to work for it at this point, but we feel like we can do it. Our kids, our kids feel confident in that. Um, and now we say, okay, now if you are disrespectful, you're going to lose a marble, not just disobedient, but disrespectful. But when, when you show respect, you're going to earn a marble. Um, if you hit your brother in our, in our house, Physical violence is minus two marbles, but sharing might earn a marble. And so we just kind of broaden the horizon for them and we use the marble jar for more things. It's really important to keep it narrow in the beginning when they're first learning how the marble jar works because you don't want to like add in a bunch of different things. Uh, but uh, by the end, as they've, as they've understood how the marble jar works, you can broaden the scope a little bit. Okay, now that we understand how the whole st- system works from start to finish, I want to talk about those incentives. I did talk a little bit about like the magic milk or popsicles and, and, and kind of what not to do. Like you don't want to promise them that they get to go to the amusement park. I would say don't even promise them McDonald's because the reality is that if they earn it at seven o'clock in the morning, 
Then you have to go to McDonald's. I mean, who wants to do that? <laughs> Maybe you do. Maybe that's okay with you. If they earn it right before bed, make sure that it's something that you're okay with them earning right before bed or early in the morning or right before nap time or whatever. Um, make sure it's okay with you if they earn it on a school day or on a weekend. Whatever you decide needs to be, uh, needs to be permissible for any time, any day. Now, what we do in our house is we let our kids choose their incentives. And these, uh, so what we, what I have done is I've created coupons. And all I did was I took index cards and markers and I drew a little picture on each index card and I wrote down what the incentive is. And that is a coupon in our house. And so the kids can choose a coupon and they put the coupon in their jar when they're earning it. And then once they fill their jar with marbles, they get to take the coupon out and they get to either turn it in to, to earn what it is that, that they got, that they earned, um, or they can save it and just put it next to their marble jar. Now, saving it, that never happens in our house <laughs> um, or very rarely happens in our house. They almost always want to just turn it in right away, which again, it has to be okay with me because they earned it, right? Now, our coupons say things like bedtime at 8.10 p.m. That's 10 minutes after bedtime normally is. Um, so they get to play in the playroom when their brothers have to go to bed. Um, another one is five minutes of extra Kindle time. Our kids get um, a certain amount of screen time. On We have, these, we have Kindles and they... Um, they get to play their little games on their Kindles or read books or whatever, and uh, they get five extra minutes if they turn in that card. Um, another one, I've already talked about the Magic Milk. We also do popsicles because uh, we keep those little cheapo Icy Pops in the freezer um, pretty much all the time now because we have the coupons, but I mean, we really always had them anyways. We just, they would get buried in the freezer and we didn't even know about it. So it's a great way to get rid of the popsicles too. We do an ice cream cup, um, and so if we're out of the little plastic ice cream cups that you can buy individually, then we'll just give them a scoop of ice cream. We almost always have ice cream on hand, <laughs> so that's another good one. Hot chocolate with marshmallows, that's a treat in our house, and so um, our kids can earn a coupon that says that they get hot chocolate with marshmallows and that's something that we've decided that we don't mind if they get it at any point in the day um especially because they're really earning it at this point they're they're getting 30 marbles uh to be able to do that another coupon is just simply for a dollar like they can work to earn one dollar nobody's ever chosen that one which is kind of weird um, they could choose the next cereal that we buy. Um, that's a coupon. They get a coupon for a Pokemon card. Uh, Pokemon cards are really big for our oldest, and so he can, if he wants, he can work for one Pokemon card. One day of no chores, um, and then we just put that up on the chore chart, and then he doesn't, they, that child doesn't have to do chores that day. Another one related to chores is that every chore card earns one dollar today and they can turn that in on a day when they have lots of chores and they want to earn a lot of money nobody's chosen that one either that's a new one that i just put put out a piece of candy in their lunchbox 
they haven't chosen that one in a while. Of course, we've been out of school. Um, one extra show. We limit our kids' screen time, our, the shows that they get to choose, and so they could choose one extra show that day. So these are just some examples. There's another one that's 20 minutes of video games. You know, whatever might be an incentive for your child, um, come up with that. Now, your in your situation, you might decide that, you know what, the incentive is always this. There's one choice. So we're not going to do choices for our kids for their incentives. You might decide that the first week you're not going to give choices. And then the second week you're going to add some choices in. And the third week you're going to add some more choices in. All of these are fine ways to do this. I really do believe that the marble jar method is magical. It's just magical. Because all of a sudden, you don't have to fight. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say that there's no fighting in our house. <laughs> I mean, and I'm talking about adults with the children. I'm not going to stand here and say that there's no fighting in our house with the, with, between us and the children. Because there still is. We still lose our cool. That's going to happen in any household, right? But the magic of it is that if our children are disobedient, we can calmly say, go give me a marble. That was disobedient. Go give me a marble. That was disrespectful. Go give me a marble. And the other magical, magical thing about the marble jar method is, especially in that first week, but even now, months out from the first week for us, we can say, ooh, I wonder if you can get dressed in five minutes and earn a marble. Sometimes, I will set a timer, <laughs> especially if my kids are super grumpy that day um, or just kind of woke up on the wrong side of the bed, just like all of us do sometimes, um, and just don't want to get dressed. I'll use that as an example, but I'll do this for other things too, I, but I'll use getting dressed in a, as an example. Um, sometimes that's a fight, and so in order to avoid the fight, sometimes I'll set a timer and I'll just pull up a, you, there's a lot of kids timers or kids countdowns on YouTube. I'll pull one up and I'll cast it to the TV and I'll say however many minutes are left on the timer when you are fully dressed is how many marbles you get. And I'll set the timer for 10 or 15 minutes. And so they could easily, now remember my, our cap is 30 marbles. They have to earn 30 marbles. So I'm not letting them earn 10 marbles and, and earn their reward just for getting dressed. But they could easily earn eight marbles. I mean, that's a huge chunk of their marble jar, right? So there's lots of different ways that you can use it. And you're going to come up with creative ways to remind your kids to earn their marbles. Um, and, and I just cannot wait for you to see how magical this is. It's amazing to me how marbles will become incentives for your children. And I cannot wait for you to see how that happens in your own house. How earning a marble, something so simple, how earning a marble can change their attitude, how earning a marble can help them uh, to regain control of their behavior, or how earning a marble can actually sometimes even bring you together relationally. Um, I really hope that you try this out and let me know how it goes. Remember to keep it simple when you start. 
Remember to stay on them, especially when you start. Remember to give them marbles every time they obey or every time they show respect or whatever it is that you're working on, okay? And don't go out and invest in even mason jars. I mean, what are they, like five bucks for 20 of them or something like that? Don't invest in them if you don't have them. Find a cup. That's all you need. Make sure that it works for you. What works for my family might not work for yours. Um, I really hope it does, though. I really do. I hope that you try it, um, and I hope that you let me know how it's going. Guys, that's all I have for you today. I'm going to really try. I said this last time I posted a podcast, but I'm going to really try to do podcasts more often, more regularly. Um, But I just was, it was such a blessing to be with you today. And I hope that it was a blessing for you too. Bye, friends. Thanks for listening.